Hey, Radio Land, this is S.E. Day, your host of the Legally Still Show, voted Tampa Bay's most engaging consumer talk radio show. Tune in to us weekly, Saturdays at 11 a.m., where we're going to bring you issues that matter most to your wallet. We'll discuss issues like taxes, credit, finance, and my favorite, vehicles. Tune in, Saturdays, 11 a.m. We'll make sure you get the information you need by bringing you issues that matter most to your wallet. This is Matt Salmon of Lightning Radio. You may think I'm a big, famous radio guy, but just like you, I don't like getting nickel and dimed by my bank. That's why I'm a member of Grow Financial Federal Credit Union. While the other guys are charging fees left and right, Grow Financial has free ATMs, a free debit card with no debit card fees, and low rates on credit cards and car loans. Become a member right now at growfinancial.org. Grow Financial is federally insured by NCUA and is a proud sponsor of the Tampa Bay League. This is S.E. Day, your host of the Legally Still Show. The other day I stopped into one of the branches of Grow Financial Federal Credit Union, and they're doing something awesome. They have a big promotion where they're going to be giving away my best-selling book, The Negotiating Experience, Your Car Deal Your Way, to anyone who has opened an account with Grow. If you listen to me, you know that I'm an advocate for credit unions, so make Make sure you call them. Get your copy of the book. Give me a call at the station here at the Tantalk Network, and I'll make sure I get it autographed for you. Only on the Legally Steal Show, where we're bringing you issues that matter most to your wallet and with Grow Financial. So you put the brakes on that much-needed brake job for months. Or maybe your alternator has alternate plans. Is your exhaust system exhausted? Or maybe your muffler doesn't muffle anymore. Whatever your car care need is, from tune-ups to total engine replacement, ice-cold air can get you back on the road at a very cool price. We have 17 Bay Area locations. Go to icecoldair.net to find the nearest location. Print out this month's special. We may not be pretty, but we're cheap, cheap, cheap. It's time for Legally Steal with your host, S.E. Day. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Thank you, Bill. Uh, looking forward to a wonderful show today. You can hear me talk about this for the past, um, what, I think since November sometime, right after Thanksgiving, we started talking about having our special guest on. We're going to do a start doing a segment, and that segment, that segment is called Ask the Celebrity. We're going to do this once a month. Every month we're going to bring on a celebrity, and the whole goal behind it is I wanted to change a little bit up on the show, change the format just a little bit. Remember, I'm going to stay your consumer advocate. But I thought that we would take the show and expand it towards um, the celebrities because what most people, you know, we see them on TV, we see that we hear them on radio, like you're going to hear our guest today. Uh, we hear them on radio, but we look at them as being people that are far, far away from us, far off. Um, their lives are so much better or their lives are so much different. And what I wanted to do was with the Ask the Celebrity segment was to basically turn, focus in on the celebrity and have them viewed as human bring a more humanistic feel to them, humanize them. Um, they go through issues just like everybody else. They go through events in their lives. Uh, the only difference is, you know, they're on stage. They're on stage all the time. And I know that. I, You know, I'm not like the celebrities I'll be entertaining. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> but... Um, they're out there every day, and they can't do anything wrong because their lives are under microscopes. Uh, the paparazzi chase them around. Um, they're tabloids. They're constantly putting information out there. You have entities like TMZ that's waiting. They're waiting for someone to make a mistake or look wrong or come outside dressed with you know holes in their pants or have dirty feet or you know where I'm going here. So my thing is I wanted to bring on celebrities and have them talk about their lives and how it relates to everyday everyday lives, everyday things, um, you and I, how we live our lives, some of the things that they go through. So 
I decided to reach out to a good friend of mine. Uh, his name is uh, Ray Charles Ray Charles Robinson Jr. And for those of you who may not know Ray Charles himself, you do know or have heard of his father, Ray Charles, the legendary singer. So Ray is going to be our guest at about 15 past the hour, 15, 16 past the hour, um, where we'll have him on. And we're going to be talking about his new book, um, You Don't Know Me. It's um, and basically a, a, a memoirs of he and his father, life with his father, um, the untold story. Um, Ray is also a, a, a noted producer. He actually co-produced the movie Ray. And we're going to talk about that for, for a little bit once he comes on. We're going to talk about that, and we're going to talk about the, the name of the movie, Ray. Why not Ray Charles? We're going to talk about the life of being the child of a celebrity father and how that how that could, you know pretty much set the tone for the rest of his life. Uh, we're going to talk about his book being a bestseller and what that book has done with with the uh, image awards. So we have a really good show and you know Ray is going to be on. Ray's an actor, he's a producer, he's an author. He's a um, you know a community activist, and he's also he's also a credit union advocate. Now you heard me talk about setting the month of November. I said that I was going to declare the month of November and every year thereafter as Bank Transfer Awareness Month. So when I was talking to Ray and he happened to mention that you know how he felt about credit unions, about the banking industry. I thought, you know what, this would be great. This would be great to have him on the air with me, and we can talk about some things that, when I say matter most to your wallet, uh, that's what we're going to do. So Ray's an advocate for the credit union. He's also an advocate for education reform. Now, those of you who have been listening faithfully know that in October I did a show on education reform and some of the things that we needed to do to overhaul the system. And I had some guests on and we talked about that. So uh, anytime, outside, let me throw this out. Anytime that, you know, if you want to go later and grab a podcast, just go to our website, legallystealshow.com. Go to our website, legallystealshow.com. And under LSS Radio TV, you can click on that link, and you'll be able to look at the different the the most recent podcast that we have. And there's also a link right under the the radio section where you can go and download podcasts from um, as, as as long as we've been on the air. So they're out there. Also, if you're not following us on Facebook, please do. Uh, our fan book page is the Legally Steal Show. So go to the Legally Steal Show and click on the like button. And show us some love. That way you can also be plugged into posts of what we're going to be doing months coming up in advance, some of our celebrity guests that's going to be coming up in advance, and things that are going on with the show. That's also a good platform if you don't send us an email at the show. That's also a good platform for you to leave messages of things that are concerning you. Now, we are very close to the end of the year. This just let's just say this year is over. Um we're not gonna do a show next week because it's Christmas Eve. Uh, we will have a show running but it won't be live. It'll be pre um pre recorded. But this year is over. It's pretty much done. So now it's time to you know, spend time with your family, do the things you need to do and get ready for next year. Well since October first that's what I've been doing. I've been getting ready for next year. I've been looking at ways of improving the show bringing you even more relevant issues that matter most to your wallet, uh, bringing you information from the street. I have signed on a strategist. Uh, we have some other big things coming up. I don't want to put them out there yet. I don't believe in the whole jinxing stuff like that. I just don't want to put it out there until I know it's been confirmed. You know what I mean. So next year, we're going to be doing some really cool stuff. I will be bringing on a a camera crew because we're kind of going to try to lean towards television a little bit, but we're going to be doing our, of course, our own IPTV Internet Protocol Television on our own website, 
And I'm going to implement a couple of segments. One is going to be issues on the street. We're going to go out into the local markets, um, not just Tampa, but around the country, different areas that we travel, that I travel. I'm going to go into the markets and find out issues that are really bugging people today. We really don't care what the issues are. We're going to tackle them. We're going to look at them. We're going to get into them. What are the issues bugging you today? And we're going to bring that piece back on the television side. Also, another thing we're going to be doing is our unrestricted rap session. Now, you say, what exactly is unrestricted rap session? You'll be hearing more about that as the year turns. But we're going to be highlighting, going to some of our, um, going to some of our businesses that we deal with, those that are advertising with us, and we're going to be looking at customers. We want to highlight the business, but we also want to highlight what the customers are saying. Why? Because this gives us a chance to show the general populace what people are really concerned about, what they're caring about. So those are things that you really want to stay tuned with. Um, definitely um, follow us as we grow and continue to grow the show. And this is great. This is great. Listen, we're going to take a small break. Stay tuned. Stay tuned because we're going to have, as I said, Mr. Ray Charles Jr. Yes, I know his whole name is Ray Charles Robinson Jr. But, you know, Ray don't kill me when you come on. But it just sounds smoother. Mr. Ray Charles Jr. So stay tuned, uh, and we're going to have him on as our guest. Hey, Radio Land, this is your host, Desi Day. You know, here at the Legally Still Show, we don't stroke your ears with music, but we do leave your brain all satisfied with the climax of issues that matter most to your wallet. Tune in to a Saturday at 11 a.m. where we will discuss the pressing issues of the day. Only on the Legally Still Show where we're bringing you issues that matter most to your wallet. This is Matt Salmon of Lightning Radio. You may think I'm a big, famous radio guy, but just like you, I don't like getting nickel and dimed by my bank. That's why I'm a member of Grow Financial Federal Credit Union. While the other guys are charging fees left and right, Grow Financial has free ATMs, a free debit card with no debit card fees, and low rates on credit cards and car loans. Become a member right now at growfinancial.org. Grow Financial is federally insured by NCUA and is a proud sponsor of the Tampa Bay Lightning. So you put the brakes on that much-needed brake job for months. Or maybe your alternator has alternate plans. Is your exhaust system exhausted? Or maybe your muffler doesn't muffle anymore. Whatever your car care need is, from tune-ups to total engine replacement, ice-cold air can get you back on the road at a very cool price. We have 17 Bay Area locations. Go to icecoldair.net to find the nearest location. Print out this month's special. We may not be pretty, but we're cheap, cheap, cheap. Hey, this is S.E. Day, your host of the Legally Steal Show. The other day I stopped into one of the branches of Growth Financial Federal Credit Union, and they're doing something awesome. They have a big promotion where they're going to be giving away my best-selling book, The Negotiating Experience, Your Car Deal Your Way, to anyone who has opened an account with Grow. If you listen to me, you know that I'm an advocate for credit unions, so make sure you call them. Get your copy of the book. Give me a call at the station here at the Tantalk Network, and I'll make sure I get it autographed for you. Only on the Legally Steel Show, where we're bringing you issues that matter most to your wallet and with Grow Financial. Welcome back to the Legally Steel Show. Once again, here's S.E. Day. Thank you, Bill. Thank you, Bill. Um, as I've been talking about for months, well, I guess a month, uh, Ray and I hooked up again. I guess it was in November, October, November, but I've been telling you about it. Um, I wanted to bring on, do this segment called Ask the Celebrity, and bring on some celebrities from around the, around the country, around the world, that you may have heard of or that you know of. And here's one that I, you know, definitely it's an honor uh, to have him as a guest on my show. And this is the show right before Christmas. This is a busy time of the year, so people really, really don't have time. But I really appreciate him being my guest. Ray, welcome to the show. Essie, it's great. good to just speak with you this morning. How are you? 
Uh, brother, I am fine. Listen, I know it's early out on the West Coast, and I appreciate this. Yes, sir. I, <laughs> <laughs> well, Ray, listen, I've been talking about this, man. I've been I've been hyping up the show, uh, putting it out on the social media platform because we have listeners from all over the country, actually all over the world. When I when I go and look at the analytics, we have listeners from all over the world, and definitely here in our local market here in Tampa. And I thought okay. it would be a a really cool benefit to bring on a man of your statute who has actually made a name for himself. Being well, I'm trying son. to continue. Uh, I'm trying to continue my father's legacy, you know, by through my own accomplishments, and I think that that would make him very happy. And, and uh, I'm pretty sure he's smiling down on on my accomplishments uh, since he's passed away. Well, I tell you what, we're going to get into some of those accomplishments later. But I, I, here's something that I want to know: yes. Who is? It's kind of like it's it's, it's kind of like your mom said to your father on the movie Ray, and we're going to talk about that. Right, who, right. Who who is Ray Charles Jr.? Well, I'm an award-winning author, okay, uh, film producer, uh, and the president of the Ray Charles Jr. Foundation for America. And, and what, what I try to do is I try to continue to inspire by authoring, but my primary focus today is lecturing and the Foundation for America. So uh, we're striving, we aspire to transform lives through grants, innovative education solutions, the performing arts, affordable housing. So, um, And I accomplish this just by through my collaboration, through my partnerships, lecturing, and advocacy. Good, good. Now, Ray, we all want to know. Because, see, I didn't grow up with a famous father, and a lot of my listeners didn't grow up with a famous father. What was right. it like growing up in the household? Now, and, and, and I want to bring in a little of the movie because you co-produced Ray, right? That is correct. How was it like growing up with being the son of a music legend? Well, I have, you know, it's an experience, you know, that you – that I could only be with, okay? You can only live an experience like that. But right. it was greatness. It was greatness that I could access and embrace in my father. And, you know, as a child, I was catapulted into my father's music creation, his musical vocal style performance, and which filled our home all the time. And, and his music genius um, from that time, it was so impactful to me. Uh, I just believe his music style... Um, Spasada will never be duplicated, and that music still lives inside me today. Um, well, not just you, Ray. It lives in, believe me, people all over the world. Right, and and that's a great thing. And, you know, I, I think this is important um, because I always lived in the shadow of my father, you know, never, never following in his footsteps because he was so musically intimidating. You know, there was a lot of pressure. Uh, I felt, you know, Literally, I could not find my musical identity. But if I had the opportunity again, you know, I believe that I would approach nurturing my gift differently. Okay. Uh, yes, and we, you know, we lived a life of privilege. You know, I right. was truly proud. I was really proud of my father's ability to rise over poverty, overcome racism, his blindness, and the pain of his childhood, losing his his younger brother and his mother and father at such an early age. But I'm also grateful for the fact that, you know, God chose me in a very, very fine point um, that's not even in the film Ray. It's where I saved my father's life. Um, there was an accident where um, he cut his wrist, and I was about six or seven years old. Um, really? Yes, and this is not this is not in the film Ray. And so, right, exactly. I'm looking and saying like, okay, Ray, look now. You know, I I, I had to look at the movie before I brought you on, right? Because I'm not gonna right. be sitting here looking like a crazy man, not knowing what I'm talking about. And I didn't see uh, that part in the movie. No, you didn't. I I was seven years old, and uh, you know, this night, you know, I wanted to say good night to my father. You know, my mother would. He it was a little late, so I was in bed lying there and. And then I start hearing him just music and start hearing him bouncing around in there. And, uh, and so as kids do, you know, especially when they want to see their parents, I got up, uh, I walked to the door and knocked on it. There was no response. So you know how children do. They open the knob. I opened, and my father was standing there. He was bleeding to death. He had, he had accidentally cut his wrist in his main artery on the edge of his desk, the glass of his edge, uh, of his desk. Wow. And, uh, 
literally he had been he he was literally bleeding to death and uh <laughs> you're talking about something uh, uh drama. Uh there was so much drama. My mother was nine months pregnant. Um uh, and he was out, he was on bail because he had um he had some legal issues, okay, in Philadelphia right. and so we could not go to the hospital because he was under the influence. And so oh, um man. it was it was an extremely, extremely, uh, it was a very close night because he, he literally, if I had not opened the door, he would have passed away. Um, wow. He would have died. And uh, I don't know, my mother sat up with him all night. She did not go into labor. She was eight months pregnant with my younger brother. Um, and she sat up and held his hand all night, literally, because he could not, you know, our, our family doctor could not do surgery on him. And so he had to make sure he was sedated enough to where, um, uh, he would not bleed, and, and uh, I, I believe that was a turning point in my father's life. Uh, I believe that was uh, God giving him another chance in life, and and uh, and uh, I, he didn't take advantage of that, um, and he did not take God's uh, grace for granted. Right. And he went up to 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 do everything that God expected him to do with the abilities that he was given. Now let's talk about a little bit about the movie Ray. What sparked that? What sparked that movie? <laughs> well, Ray, going back to Ray, you know, Ray was a labor of love. I mean, I, I literally the story. I, in 1989, I bought the rights for my father. With I had a, a media group called Red Cab, mm-hmm. and we literally bought the rights um, uh, to option that uh, the book, yeah. um, Brother Ray, as well as uh, make the film. And there, uh, we I was able to meet Taylor Hackford and Stuart Benjamin, um, both executive producers. Taylor Hackford directed uh, Ray. And we basically, and just to show you about timing, um, it just really wasn't the right time. We could not find the right writer. Um, and um, Taylor, at, the point, at that point in time, wasn't sure if he was going to direct the film or not. But over a course of 13 years, it was a, it was 13 years, um, several different options, just could not find the right combination of writers. We couldn't find the right combination of a story. Then there you have it. Um, in 2000, 2001, uh, we found James L. White, um, uh, who, by the way, who was African-American. This was his first script, which was amazing. Wow. Yeah. Then we have the great Jamie Foxx, I mean, who who literally was a star. And, I mean, he was a bona fide star. But, right. But Paul knew that if if he can perform and do what we felt he can do, and, and God, he's, he's extremely talented, um, that uh, that we would all win. And, right. and we did do that, and he won, and it made his career. Yes. Well, I can tell you, yeah, it, it, it blew his career it blew the lid off of it because looking at the movie, yes. he became your father. Man, it was very, it was it was really strange, and I talk about this in my book. Uh, there was a scene where they're in Hepburn when they walk in, the Christmas tree is there, and then Margie calls, and you know that's also vivid, you know, for me as a child, and I don't really know how I remember a lot of these things, but uh, right. it was. It gave me kind of chills, uh, and, you know, I had really emotional issues with that scene because it was just like reliving a lot of the things that were going on, you know, through those troubled years, you know, with my father, and, and um, it was an extremely emotional time. I yes. bet. And Jamie, and I have to tell you, there are a few times I, I watched Jamie on set, and, uh, gosh, uh, at a certain angle, his movements and his great mimicking of his movements and his mannerisms and, uh, it was uncanny. Um, it was almost like <laughs> it was almost like my father lived inside of him, you know. I'm telling you now. Now your father actually contributed to the story. He was there for most of the uh, the uh, the taping and recording of the movie. Correct. Well, no, he wasn't there on the set per se. Okay. Uh, but what he was doing is he was recording the music. Um, what. Simultaneously, while we were doing the film, he was working on the soundtrack, re-recording songs, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and by the way, some of those songs, some of the earlier songs, Jamie played and sang himself. And so um, there were a few, Straighten Up and Fly Right. 
Right. Uh, Jamie actually did that himself. So, you know, here's a guy who was classically trained. Um, right. Who was a simply a fantastic, uh, fantastic uh, performance, and but he was working on the music and the soundtrack at that point in time. I was on set um, before I left to go make another film um, to basically be his eyes and ears. And there were a lot of transformations within within the script itself, um, simply because Phil Anschutz, who was the executive producer, wanted us to shoot this film in a certain way to where kids can go to see this film and to see this Rags to Riches story, this American story uh, of success. So the, if you notice, there was no, there were no swearing, there's no swearing in the film, no bad language, um, no sex, and you do not see drugs being administered. And that was one of the, that was one of the requests of Phil Anschutz, and that was a very, very stringent uh, requirement in order for us to make that movie. But by the way, I have to give him all, all the credit in the world, SE, because here's a man who came to me and basically said, you know what, I love this movie. This is a movie that should be told, and this is a story to be told, because if a child is able to sit and see what this man had to go through, they have no reason not to succeed, no matter where they come, what circumstances they're under, what neighborhood they come from. This is right. a story that needs to be told, and I'm going to give you $40 million to do that. That's unheard of, Essie. Dude, that is unheard of. And I tell you, um, it really impacted me. Uh, I had to go out and buy it. It was it was not even a, an option. I bought the movie. So when I said I watched it, I watched it several times. I wanted to watch it again because I knew you were coming on the show. But yes. it impacted my life because he came from the South. Which That's is, right. You know, which is where I'm from, and opportunities are there. There's nothing stopping you but yourself. And your father had so many obstacles in his life, but he still overcame them. To his music will live on forever. Well, you know, he had overcome um, great obstacles. I mean, um, and these are other things that were not shown. This is what I talk about in my book. And um, look, you know, by age seven, he was blind. Mm-hmm. Um, he lost not only um, his his eyesight, but he lost his eyeballs. Period. He had no eyes in his socket by the time he whoa, was eight. Whoa, 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 whoa! Stop, stop. So when yes. we looked at when we looked at Jamie on the movie, yes. with his eyes sealed, we didn't know that your father did not have his eyes. You're saying he actually lost the actual eyeball? Yeah, he actually lost his his eyes, and and. Hey, and I'll, and I'll give you a great story about what Jamie had to go through uh, on set, which a lot of people do not know. Jamie had a prosthetic over his eyes to make it okay. look like his eyes were totally shut. Right. Literally, literally, the prosthetic was so good he can barely see, and he got caught, and he started having moments of claustrophobia. Really? Kind of. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. But he had to sit there. You had to understand. Jamie was on set. He was in. Ninety percent of the scenes in this film, okay. Absolutely. He's on set from six a.m. probably until we hours in the night, and he had to walk around as if he were blind, and wow. it really it freaked him out a little bit in the beginning. Um, it took him a long time to get used to it. So what we had to do is redesign the prosthetic so that he can tilt his head up a little bit so that he can see a lot better, and uh, he was able to function a little bit better. It really, really. Uh, became claustrophobic for him. Yeah. So that's a little tidbit for for your listeners. Wow. Listen, listen, Ray. Do you have time for a caller? Because what we're going to do is going to take a caller. If you do have sure. time, and then we'll go to the break. And then come sure. back because we got some more stuff we want to cover with you, okay? Fair enough. All right. Caller, you're on the air. Where are you calling from? Hello, caller? I think we. Are you there? Uh, hello? <laughs> Hi, how are Hi. you? Hi. Uh, I was just listening in. Mm-hmm. Oh, you didn't? I don't, I don't have any questions. I didn't go into the queue. Okay, no problem. Just just stay there, and uh, we're going to take a break, but we'll be back. We have more with Ray Charles Jr. that we want to share, so hang tight. Okay. 
Hey Radio Land, this is S.E. Day, your host of the Legally Steal Show. Voted Tampa Bay's most engaging consumer talk radio show. Tune in to us weekly Saturdays at 11 a.m. where we're going to bring you issues that matter most to your wallet. We'll discuss issues like taxes, credit, finance, and my favorite, vehicles. Tune in Saturdays, 11 a.m. We'll make sure you get the information you need by bringing you issues that matter most to your wallet. So you put the brakes on that much-needed brake job for months. Or maybe your alternator has alternate plans. Is your exhaust system exhausted? Or maybe your muffler doesn't muffle anymore. Whatever your car care need is, from tune-ups to total engine replacement, ice-cold air can get you back on the road at a very cool price. We have 17 Bay Area locations. Go to icecoldair.net to find the nearest location. Print out this month's special. We may not be pretty, but we're cheap, cheap, cheap. This is Matt Salmon of Lightning Radio. You may think I'm a big, famous radio guy, but just like you, I don't like getting nickel and dimed by my bank. That's why I'm a member of Grow Financial Federal Credit Union. While the other guys are charging fees left and right, Grow Financial has free ATMs, a free debit card with no debit card fees, and low rates on credit cards and car loans. Become a member right now at growfinancial.org. Grow Financial is federally insured by NCUA and is a proud sponsor of the Tampa Bay Lightning. Welcome back to the Legally Steal Show. Once again, here's S.E. Day. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, we have as our special guest today, Mr. Ray Charles Jr., son of the legendary Ray Charles. Uh, here, he's on the phone. He's not in studio. We are actually a country apart. I'm in Tampa, and he's out in the L.A. area. Um, but, Ray, we talked about the movie and I'm telling you, we could talk more and more about the movie. But you have some things going on now. You wrote you wrote a book, and this book is called You Don't Know Me. Reflections of My Father, Ray Charles. Yes, indeed. Now, yes. that wait, 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 wait. That okay. book that book has gone on to become the 2001 Image Award winner from NAACP. As basically a biography, it, it was the winner. How did you pull that off? Come on, man, give me some tips. I'm an author too. Help me out. <laughs> Wait a minute. Let me let me explain something to you. I'm, I'm still in awe, especially <laughs> especially especially who my fellow my fellow esteemed nominees were. You know, I, I was running against Nelson Mandela, Ruth Hobday. Uh, okay. Conversations with myself. Okay, I'm bowing. Myself. Ray, I'm bowing over here in front of the microphone. Okay. <laughs> I'm running. I was running against Condoleezza Rice, extraordinary people, and Jay Z decoded. So, you know, I wow. I was, just, I was just astonished that I was in the category with these individuals. I mean, and uh, I have so much respect for all of them. And uh, you know, the book, uh, you don't know me. Reflections of my father is just simply, um, it's an intimate look into the experience of, of, of our private life of Ray Charles. Um, it is a story of how he met my mother. The first nine chapters is dedicated to my mother and her struggles and her love and her struggles and her support of my father and what what he had what she had to do to help him get to the pinnacle of, of his career. I truly believe that um if she was not there, she's a very strong woman. Um I believe that possibly his career would have taken another turn. Possibly we wouldn't be having this conversation. Right. Um, but but God God knows God's always in control. So uh, it really talks about her, her strength, her love for him, her love for her family, and her strength in how she protected her family, and and also which was not um, um, illustrated in the film Ray. It's really about where she came from. My mother, you know, came from the South, very poor. Um, not much education, and uh, you know she left home at thirteen. So um, right. her her teenage years were very very hard too as well. And and marrying my father, you know, uh, coming into his life, you know, she was a gospel singer. She uh, they met over the radio, so they they had a great story. It's a great love story, 
Um, it was the story and the foundation of his story for 25 years, right. of his rise, of his rise, during the height of his career, and all and all she meant to him. And and uh, you know, it was great to get her story because I learned a lot about my mother. I learned a lot about him uh, and myself in writing this book. Um, it was very cathartic, um, but at the mm-hmm. same time. Um, very therapeutic um, to write about it and some of the things that uh, that uh, about his success, about his failures, and about about him being a father, you know, as well as my my life being entwined with his um, forever um, at seven years old, and what that what that did to me as a child, and what they did to me as an adult, to me talking about my success um, uh, as well as the my failures too as well and some of the and some of the uh, mistakes that I repeated that my father made so the book talks about right. that and a lot of individuals I mean they write their bios and they only write about the good things you know my successes live forever if they're they're, they're forever and stand they're they have their imprint as much as my father's music has an imprint because I did it with him. They are part of his music history, his success story, um, as well as mine. And, and uh, you know, it's a great, it's just a great honor. You know, my, my work lives forever. You know, Ray will live forever. My grandchildren will be able to see that, um, be able to see uh, who he was and get an idea who he was. And now they'll be able to read about my story, about my about me they'll know me a, a lot exactly yes. well you know a good thing about it is it's like you know radio today is not like radio was 20 30 years ago um ba- basically this interview that you're doing here with me will last forever because of the digital media once it goes out there it goes out there and it's out there forever so this is That's really great. good that you are expressing expressing this now, something it's been it's been seven years now since your father passed. That's correct. That's okay. correct. What is since your father has passed since the making of Ray, and that's been what ten years since the production it's, of that, it's right? Been about, it's, it's been about eight years. It's well, the making of Ray is going on its its tenth anniversary. So, okay, um, we went into pre-production in two thousand one and two thousand two. So um, we're right there at the 10th anniversary of going in production and development of that film. So it's a great time. Um, Absolutely. Well, I have a question. Sure. What direction, since your father passed, since the making of Ray and your father passing, um, because he didn't get a chance to actually, okay, this is, no, I'm not going to even go there. He passed before the finished production was done, correct? That's correct. Okay, what direction has your life taken since since your father passed and the making of Ray that has gotten you to where you are now? Ah, uh, you know, uh, look, you know, what what I was able to to, to grasp grasp over and above Ray, over and above the, the other accomplishments I had with my father, I basically looked at the other accomplishments but that he did apart from his uh from music. And that was his philanthropic endeavors, okay, with the Ray mm-hmm. Charles Robinson Foundation for the Hearing Impaired. A lot of individuals do not know that he dedicated uh, uh a lot of his money, okay, to um cochlear implants hearing uh, auditory research. Mm. Um basically providing um a cochlear implants, the whole surgery, they were paying flies um, patients in from all over the world, um, and I'm not sure if anyone knows that he gave more than between 20 to 30 million dollars to historically black colleges um, to make sure that they had uh, uh, scholarships. So within that realm, he was a great philanthropist, and basically, you know, I wanted to basically continue that uh, legacy. So right. you know, Ray Charles Senior Foundation for America, I'm involved in. Uh, California Greenworks, which is is green education. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, I've accepted also a uh, an ambassadorship for for Kenya uh, under really? the direction of 
Yes, under the uh, direction of the Council General of Kenya, Dr. Winwa Kenyi Odenga Oranga. Mm-hmm. Uh, I serve as a catalyst for this initiative to bring more self-sustainable skills, skill sets, education centers, permanent health care to the East African villages. And so, you know, I'm constantly building on this legacy through, through this Foundation for America, which is uh, a part of the Rachel's Foundation. So right. we are separate. Um, well, I tell you, before you thought, go on, before you sure. go on, on that, on that note, um, yes. my master's is in community economic development, and I went to yes. school up in New Hampshire. And a lot of the a lot of the work that we did in the community economic development program were right. for several countries within Africa, and helping wow. them in in areas of microfinance, in building, right. uh, creating what we call resident ownership mechanisms where they could become self-sustaining villages and communities within themselves. So I you know that's that's definitely something that and one of my one of my very good friends was actually um uh, from Kenya. She was over here in in an exchange situation and going to school so she could right. take back community economic development back to her native country. So that well, is know, definitely go ahead. Well, help healthcare centers and bringing the internet can help them become more sustainable, give them more education, um, as well as water wells. Water wells are, are, are a, great, a great need in some of the villages of clean water. Right. To show them how to not only construct and, and, and um, uh, build their own infrastructure, okay, to, to provide uh, a clean water. So there are a lot of different issues, but through these um, um, uh, educational centers that we were that we're uh, going forward with, um, you're able to provide them uh, via internet, okay, or tape delay um, on computers, educational programs they, that you can archive. You literally can take some of the best educators from America, put them in a queue, do it uh, via satellite, okay, where they basically connect to right. the modem where where you might have a thousand or three hundred uh, African students looking at the computers that basically we provide them through conferencing where they basically can interact, okay, um, and they can interact with that wow. teacher and they can interact with the with with the with the server. So that's like in beta testing right now. So we have a long way to go with that, but that's a great way, uh, innovative solution that we're looking at trying to trying to implement also as well. Not only in Kenya, but we're trying to do that here. Absolutely. Trying, trying to find a program, a pilot program here in California, where we literally can take an underserved school, mm-hmm. literally bring this kind of educational uh, service uh, to the community where uh, our school boards and our our states are cutting cutting the funds for schools every day. So we're trying to look into to the private sector basically for the answers uh, for their resolve in trying to resolve these issues so that where you have education, where you have educated individuals, you have a more balanced society. And I believe that they're Absolutely. missing the point. I believe that they're missing the point. And, and so uh, with that, you know, uh, mouth closed, eyes, you know, head to the grind, you know, come up with some uh, innovative solutions to these uh, critical social issues that we have. Um, 2005, just so that you know, I produced and appeared mm-hmm. in a film called Black Prince, which was a grand jury okay. award-winning um, winner at the New York International Independent Film Festival, which I shot in Russia, Moscow, and St. Petersburg, 2007. Okay. I co-produced an independent film called Hotel California. And right. as, as we stated earlier, uh, 2011, you know, the NAACP Image Award-winning author for my book, You Don't Know Me, Reflections of My Father, and uh, you so, know. So what's next, Ray? What's next for you? Lecturing. Um, uh, <laughs> you know, during this during this period of time, I, I lectured at Tuskegee, Grossmont College, University, uh, a university in Beijing, Capital Normal University, um, and a great, great celebration, which I may possibly do again, was with the Kodak 80th anniversary of the Kodak Theater. Uh, which I spoke at the Kodak okay. School of Music um, 
but I am going back um, back east to speak at some more colleges. I'm going on a lecture tour, going back to Capital Normal University in Beijing, um, and okay. possibly um, University of New York, the Clive Davis School of Music in April. So I'm launching a new lecturing tour, and uh, and hopefully I will get back into authoring within the next year or so. And uh, life looks good. I have a a grand, another grandchild on its way. I have a grandchild that's two. So I'm blessed. <laughs> <laughs> everything is great. Everything Good. is everything is fantastic. Well, look, any more any more movies? I do have films that I do have films uh, films that I do want to make. They are pet projects. I'm just waiting for the financing to go around, and uh, I believe that ultimately after my Speaking tour, my lecturing tour, I believe that uh, the financing will come back, and Good. you know, it takes, it's you know, I'm a person who's been extremely successful with few projects simply because of the quality and the caliber of those projects, and that's right. how I choose to approach it because I believe that everything happens within within its own time, and so it's not a money, it's not just a money making ordeal with me. It is really about the subject matter. It's about the it's about the art of filmmaking, and it's about the message that I'm trying to send. And when that all works, I'm extremely successful, and I cannot do it any other way. Well, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna go ahead and throw my, you know, audience. I'm gonna go ahead and throw my shameless plug out there. Uh, Ray, if you, you know, if you need an actor, uh, you can give me a call. <laughs> I know it. I know it. And you got a great voice for voiceovers. Are you? You should get into that business. Actually, I just, I actually just started looking into voiceover. Oh, you should be doing. Yeah, I'm putting some stuff together to uh, actually start doing voiceover because I've been told, you know, you go around. I can tell you this: I had no desire to do radio. People would tell me years ago, "Man, you got a voice for radio," and I was like, "I'm in sales. I'm trying to make as much money as I can." And then, you know, out of a need of necessity, you know, as they say, necessity is the mother of all invention. That's where right. came radio, and I tell you, I love what I'm doing. I love talking to people. I love interviewing people. I love the whole ambiance of that's radio. Why you're successful. That's why you're successful at what you do. You have that's to what love happens. what you do. Absolutely. And, it's not, and, it, and for those listeners, it is not hopeless, you know. It is really about focus. It is really about determining what you want to do. do. Um, Absolutely. You have to put aside all those distracting things that are going to distract you from getting to your goal. And if you can do that, you shall rise. I mean, and it is not by osmosis. It is really about your commitment to yourself, Absolutely. to that goal, to that goal. And and that's, you know, that's the wisdom and and um, that I can right. pass on uh, to someone who is really truly looking to um, to go to another level in their lives. Ray, I got a I got a question from the chat line, and they're saying, well, they they're kind of aiming it at me. They're saying, "Essie, you said Ray was a credit union advocate." <laughs> okay, Ray, please yep. help me out. <laughs> well, Essie, I mean, this is this is my take on that. I I I, I am you know it is about the people of the United States. We the people. Okay, absolutely. Uh, and we, we as depositors, you know, have built these large banks. They've basically taken it upon themselves to basically invest these dollars, to leverage our dollars, to right. leverage our deposits, and, and in return, um, they gamble with our money. Um, uh, and basically, we, we as the people, we bail them out. What in return have they done since 2008? Well, they sat on the money that we've basically given them. They have not injected that money back into communities through loans for business right. and small businesses. They have not renewed, they refuse to renegotiate most of the loans that they have on their books that they bought from countrywide. I'm speaking of the B of A's of the world who do yeah, not want to short sell. Who do not want to short sell. They do not want to renegotiate loans. Well, it's very simple. What are the banks doing for me lately other than trying to put, either offer me debt or trying to charge me more fees because they're darn up paying you um, a yield on your money. So if you're looking for a much better, if you're looking for a more uh, personal experience, I believe credit, credit union is the place to go. 
uh, right. where you can build a relationship with your business, with your uh, as well as an individual. And I believe that you will get more uh, personalized service at this point in time. Um, banks, I, I truly don't believe that banks really truly understand who and why they stand, and they stand because of the they stand because of our deposits. Without those deposits, right. they cannot operate. Well, you know, well, I believe you know, that they're... we've let them. Ray, we've let them run rampant for a very long time, and um, as a as a as a credit union advocate myself, uh, yes. I've been talking about this subject matter long before it became right. popular on the bank transfer day, and I've been telling people, look, it's your money. When it's your money, you have control of it. And it took something like the bank's audacity to say, we're going to raise fees on you for people to open their eyes and say, "Uh uh-uh, this is my money. I have you in business. You can't make me do things just to make you profitable. Uh Uh-uh, that's not the way business works in my life. So a lot of people took took a stand and said, we're not going to take it anymore. And we're going to continue to press that issue uh, for years to come, I will be at the forefront of pushing the credit unions to become the best. Uh, banks will banks will have to fall and fall in line. Simply simply put. Well, you know, I mean, it's it's a very simple concept in money and banking and in, in dealing with institutions. These guys are looking down on us and saying, "Okay, you know what? They're deciding what they do with our money." Okay, right. take a dollar and they leverage it five to ten times. Um, telling us they're not going to lend you money, look, what have you done for me lately? What are you going to do? Are you going to be able to help my business grow? Are you going to design any programs around helping um, this country grow? And that's not happening. They're sitting on their profits. They're sitting on them using that as as their, as their standard, okay, uh, to show profitability, which is very easy because they simply cut costs, cut employees, and they come cost efficient, and by sitting on the money which was given to them, and they let that collect interest, that's not Absolutely. doing businesses. That doesn't have the people in in their best interest. And, but I tell you what, I know that they're shaking in their boots because literally, if everybody decided, and just as a show of their power, they said well, we're going to take our money and, and put the put this into a credit union. What if that happened to fifty percent of their borrowers? They will mm-hmm. literally be. They literally could not function. No, they'd they would be out have of to business. Raise capital, and they would have to continue to raise capital. And literally, the American people have to pay attention, understand their finances, and go somewhere where. And that's a decision that they will have to make. Um, they have to ask themselves and ask their banker, "What are you really doing for me?" Right. And if a person cannot tell you that, and if they cannot tell you how they can help you grow your business how they're going to help you get out of this foreclosure or being upside down in your home, that relationship needs to be severed. You need to find somebody who really is interested in trying to help you um, grow your finances and not go out and gamble with your finances, with derivatives and everything else that they do. And next thing you know, oh, well, we don't know where your money is, and we just basically cannot open the doors today because we're insolvent. We don't have enough capital. Right. Right, it's that, crazy. It, it's insane. It's not crazy. It's insane. And and so, uh, I just hope the American people stand up for themselves because let me tell you, the power is in their dollar, Absolutely. and without their dollar, none of them exist. Period. They, True. The American people do dictate. Do dictate to them. They just don't understand that, and they're afraid. But there's nothing to be afraid of when it comes to your dollar. You have to take your dollar where you feel that you're going to get the most uh, the most out of that relationship. If you feel that you're not getting that relationship, you must make a decision today, not tomorrow. Exactly. And that is your voice, and that is your strongest voice. And that's, that is your strongest I voice. Your money is your vo- your money is your voice. Yes, and it that is. is your voice. And, and and I feel that. That is the that is the approach to this problem, um, and that is the only way that you can get someone to listen. Is to right. squeeze your is to squeeze your dollar. Well, Ray, I tell you, um, this was this has been great. I appreciate you coming on this Saturday so early in the morning, and I don't know if you know it or not, but I'm also a public speaker, so we may end up on the same stage together because I, you know, in caucus <laughs> with. <you. laughs> 
in talking with you, we have a lot of the same passions and issues that right. we go after, and I'm going to keep pushing forward on this. Uh, you got big plans for the holidays? Uh, I have small plans, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> I have I have small plans. I, I plans. I have uh, big plans with 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 uh, the little ones. Okay, my grandchildren and and uh, just staying healthy and staying safe and preparing for a new year. You know. Smart move. Smart move. <laughs> yeah, and you know, uh, just being grateful for what what we do have, and 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 grateful for uh, for you know taking a look at the year in which I've been blessed again. So um, that's what the new year is for me. Absolutely. Well, brother, look, I appreciate it. Uh, we'll be in touch soon. I'll definitely give you a call. Oh, uh, uh-uh, uh, 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 before you go, before yes, you sir. go. I need you to, man, you know, promote, say, look, something like, hey, man, when I want to know about issues that matter most to my wallet, I tune in to the Legally Steal show. Ray, I got to hear it in your voice. This is Ray Charles, Jr. Come on, help me out. This is Ray Charles, Jr., and when you want to know about consumer issues that matter most to your wallet, I listen to my man, S.E. Day, on the Legally Steal show. Brother, I love you. I love you. Listen, enjoy your holidays. Merry Christmas to you. You know, hold the little ones. And congratulations on being a grandfather. Oh, I have another on its way, so that's oh. my third. So, so that's a I'm not ready. <laughs> I'm not ready yet, okay? I've been ready. My oldest granddaughter is seven years old, man. It is a great thing. Well, look, brother, enjoy the holidays, and I'll By be all means. with you soon. Happy holidays to your listeners, and God bless, and happy holidays to you as well, I see. Thanks, Ray. We'll be in touch. Have a great day. All right. Guys, I thank you for I thank you for tuning in um, to our session of Ask the Celebrity. And of course, this is going to be podcast. Again, you can join on to our Facebook page at The Legally Steal Show. Like us. Definitely, you can be, you know, stay in tune with to what's going on. And of course, if you have a page, we'll we'll like you back. We're also on Twitter. That's, you know, one of the most powerful 140 character platform that you can put your message out there and keep people informed. So, we're on Twitter legally steal and of course, you'll be able to download this podcast if you missed uh, my interview with Ray earlier. You'll be able to download it shortly after we go off the air, but you can go to our website, LegallySteelShow.com, and you'll be able to go under the LSTV, Radio TV tab, and all of that information will be right there. Ray Charles' uh, face is Ray Charles Jr. I have to keep saying Ray Charles Jr. Ray Charles Jr.'s face is on our blog. Uh, we have a little write-up about it. Definitely leave a message. Stay plugged in. Stay tuned. And as I told you, we have some really, really cool stuff coming up for the new year. And it only to make the show better so we can keep giving you information that matters most to your wallet. Again, we're not going to be on next week because it's Christmas Eve, but I will have a pre-recorded show on. So in all, whatever you do, take care of yourselves, be safe, and hug the ones you love. Merry Christmas and happy holidays.